Hello, everyone. Hello, listeners. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. You're not going to say my name? I did. I said Matt and Emily. Oh. I think I said Matt first. I completely missed that you said Matt. Because <laughs> I was expecting you to say Emily first. <laughs> no, I said... This has been the recent tradition. No, I went back to Matt and Emily. Okay. Um... Well, my name is Matt, and your name is Emily, and here we are um, hosting TBD, Wait, the you're... premier podcast about tea and friendship. What's going on, Emily? I was going to say, I don't understand what we're here doing. Could you explain it to me? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I mean, I think in the slogan, it's all, it's all there. It's the premier podcast about tea and friendship. Should I say any more? No. Okay. Um, if you need a further explanation, check out the previous 150 episodes of this, because this is number 151. Gotta uh, catch the, them all, baby! The po- Pokemon, uh, do you know what Pokemon 151 is? Um, isn't it all the original Pokemon plus Mew 2? Yes. No, plus just Mew. Mew is oh. 151. Mew 2, okay. counterintuitively, Mew 2 is 150, and then Mew is 151. That doesn't make any sense. How is Mewtwo 150 when he's a clone of Mew? Um, well, um, I got a couple of lore. Th- I got a couple of Pokemon lore things to drop on you. One, there's a thought that the Pokemon Ditto are is a failed clone of Mew, and Ditto is much earlier in the 150 list. I don't know exactly where Ditto is. I'm gonna guess 126. But uh, anyways, the the idea is that that is a failed attempt to clone Mew. Um, the reason that Mewtwo, I think, is earlier, and, and somebody could correct me on this for sure, is that people that that Mew was this is is a mythic Pokemon and is more of a mystery, and people did not know if it actually existed. Whereas Mewtwo, people did know existed and had seen and identified first. Uh, certainly, there were some scientists that knew about Mew as they tried to clone it into Mewtwo, but they were like they were trying to keep it under wraps. So Mew is sort of like an off-the-books Pokemon because it was so... It had to be kept secret. That Does that make any sense? No, it seems... No, it doesn't, <laughs> but I'll accept it. Uh, I mean, also, like, regionally, there uh, there's different Pokedex numbers. So, like, in the second game, like, they started... Even though they were adding new Pokemon, there, there was, like, a new number one. So there is like a grand Pokedex that goes like one through 800 or something, but each game has its own like one through 200 or something like that. Um, because like regionally they're like, you know, Hey, these are our number one Pokemon. Our number one Pokemon is the same as the number one Pokemon over there. I mean, you can imagine like, it's like researchers in, you know, Idaho being like, this is the first animal we found. And this is the second animal we found. And this is the third animal we found. And then researchers in, Arkansas are like this is the first animal we found and this is the second animal we found <laughs> that that jive <laughs> it tracks for me mm. I'll accept it okay I mean um, I still let's... I think it sounds like they were trying to market Mewtwo as part of the movie and then they were like oh yeah Mew's here too um I mean all I can say is I, I don't think you can get Mew in the original game unless you got him through like some sort of promotional thing. Um, Cause I never had Mew. And that was the, the whole thing back in the day was there was supposed to be these, these tricks, these cheat codes to try to get Mew. And they were all like false. 
Well, I think if I were to look at my Pokemon cards right now, I believe the Mew I have is like a special movie promotion card. Uh, yeah, I, have, I actually have one of those too. Movie promo Mews. Um, mine are right behind me. I could look at them if I wanted to. Mine are right in front of me. I could look at them if I wanted to. Whoa. But let's not. And let's move ahead. Um, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I'm, I didn't say you did. Um, Who's your okay. favorite Pokemon? Who is my favorite Pokemon? Yeah, it's the Pokemon episode. Um, I need to know. Um, if I had to pick, like, uh, not based on fighting ability and just how cute I think it is, I'm going to go with Oddish. Oddish um, is pretty cute. I love Oddish. I've always been a big old Oddish fan. And uh, so I, it's also translated to me being a pretty big Vileplume fan because that's, you know, the the, the third evolution of, of Oddish is Vileplume. Um, so yeah, I like Oddish. He's, it's, it's a simple little drawing. It's just a little turnip. <laughs> and I, I like him. Uh, I, when I was in Japan, I went to this store that sold, um, stickers. Um, that was like all they sold, but they were like artistic stickers that people had, had done like graphic design to make these different things. And they had different categories, but there were a lot of video game ones. There was like a whole wall, I think, or more. And I bought two stickers. They had like every Pokemon ever uh, and a bunch of other video game things. But I bought two stickers. I bought a Mega Man and I bought a uh, I bought an Oddish. Out of everything, those are the two stickers I wanted. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Oddish stan. Well, you are a little Oddish boy. Thank I you. To sell. I'll, hi, ask... I'll high five you. Um, are you going to ask me? Yes, I am. Emily, what's your favorite Pokemon? Easy, Pikachu. I don't care if it's basic and simple. He's the cutest. He gets mad. Lightning sh shoots out of his cheeks. He refuses to go into his Pokeball. Just iconic stuff out of my main man, Pikachu. Pika, I will say, Pika. I will say you have a uh, you have a little bit more you have a you have more of the anime coming into your definition where you you know his his anime personality. Where mine, I just have always I never watched the cartoon. Maybe like a couple episodes, but I was. I just, I was like, Oddish, what a cute little guy. And also in my original game, I had a uh, Pokemon Red. Uh, Vileplume was on my, my my team of six that I beat the game with. So I, I have a special spot. Um, one of my favorite Christmas gifts or birthday gifts, I can't, I think it was Christmas gift, my brother ever gave me was a little stuffed Pikachu one year that you would touch his little hands mm. and his cheeks would light up, his ears would move. He'd say, Pika, Pika. Pikachu! <laughs> Anyways, Pikachu. Great, iconic character. Good impression. I mean, I asked you. I straight up was like non-combat related <laughs> because uh, neither Oddish nor Pikachu are, you know, uh, combat uh, ready, so to speak, in like competitiveness. But they're uh, they're good Pokemon. There's a reason people like, well, Pikachu. I don't know how many people like Oddish. <laughs> I don't have a favorite combat Pokemon. Um... I don't. I don't want to get into that. That sounds. That, that would be getting me. I, I. I promise I wouldn't bring up video games anymore. So. I, <laughs> Why are you making promises you can't keep, man? I've kept it so far. I mean, I mentioned. You literally games, but, have you know. not. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um. T talk. T talk. T talk. T. Talk. Wow! A fucking crescendo. That was great. Um. I had to swear. I liked it so much I had to swear. <laughs> um, nah. Emily, what are you drinking today? Oh, okay. That's a great question. I am drinking 
from the T-Spot, Earl of Grey. Earl of Grey. Yes. Um, this is, um, the ingredients are black tea, citrus rind, licorice root, mallow flowers, bergamot, citrus, and vanilla flavoring. Um, uh, uh, do you taste all those flavors? <laughs> um, that is a great question. Do you taste the bergamot? Yes, I mean, it does taste like an Earl Grey. I don't know if I taste the licorice. I was surprised when I saw it had all these extra flavors. Because I don't know if I necessarily... T it's like slightly different than regular Earl Grey. Yeah, it's why I think it's I the, get the va vanilla more than any of the other besides bergamot. I wonder, perhaps, and perhaps there's something explaining this. If it's called the Earl of Grey because it has... It is... It is has vanilla in it, which is sort of on the way to becoming a London fog. Let me read you the blender's notes for this tea. This unique blend takes traditional Earl Grey to the next level by combining the expected bergamot flavoring on full leaf black tea, then adding the perfect proportions of other citruses, vanilla, licorice, and mallow flowers. The result is a captivating aroma and a deep liqueur with a well-balanced, smooth, bright, and slightly creamy flavor profile. This tea is for those who like to veer from tradition, explore new ground, and a must for those with fond memories of the orange creamsicles of childhood. It pairs perfectly with strong cheeses or creme brulee. I did not read that beforehand. I'm so <laughs> glad I was surprised with that on the podcast. I gotta get some strong cheeses. Um... Does this remind you of creamsicles from your childhood? I uh, know I don't get creamsicles, but I didn't really like creamsicles. You didn't like creamsicles? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, it does maybe say that, that came up is... on our popsicles episode before. Um, this says it's tasty in lattes, cookies, and cocktails. Lattes, cookies, and cocktails. Um, are you drinking with milk and sugar? Yes. Um, although it's oat milk. And sweet and low, I'm sure. Yes. To make some some specifics here <laughs> but um anyways this is from the t-spot uh the t-spot we've had the t-spot on here before i think so we have oh, okay um i found a I found a t-spot a plate of one of their locations when i was in beacon new york we oh, sent wow. you a photo of it i said here's this place i think so i vaguely remember this um that's okay. It was in September. It was a while ago. <laughs> that was ages ago. Ages. It ages. Was that, September feels like it was two years ago, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, do you have any other thoughts or should we, uh, um, do you want to rate this tea for me? Um, I guess this is a solid Earl Grey, which is what I wanted. Um, last time we recorded this pod, I mentioned something about how I wanted some Earl Grey tea. Um, really satisfying that urge um mm. i'm happy with it i think it's a little different than other earl grays but not super different so it's still earl gray um and it has caffeine and yeah you may ask me the question now emily matthew is this uh earl earl of gray tea by the tea spot your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. Matt, 
Thank you so much for asking. So I do, it is my cup of tea. I was gonna say something else. I do, I mean, I love an Earl Grey. This is what I wanted to say. I think it would be very hard for me to, to rank an Earl Grey as not my cup of tea. Cause I just, I like, I like Earl Grey. This I think is a solid, good Earl Grey, like above average Earl Grey. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. I am like over halfway done and I'm a little sad about that. Um, but I even did my biggest thing on my Keurig. Yeah. All good things must come to an end, huh? I mean, I also have to sleep at some point tonight, so probably shouldn't drink too much tea. Um, but yeah, this is good. Solid. 10 good. out of 10. My cup of tea. Wow. Um, not only cup, your cup of tea, a 10 out of 10. Um, uh, yeah, an Earl Grey, it had to be a really bad Earl Grey to not be yeah. good and good enough. Baseline good, you know? I guess you could add like a flavor that was really bad. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a potential way of doing it. Like if it was like, uh, say it added like cherry and it was like, ended up tasting like cough syrup. That could be a bad Earl Grey. Like that tea I had last week. Mm. I'm sorry. Sorry last week happened to you. That Paris black tea from uh, Harney and Sons. I think it's basically yeah. an Earl Grey because it has bergamot, but it also has caramel in it. And that's just mm. such a good tea. I'm just remembering this. Wow. Let's remember some good teas. <laughs> Um, Anyways, solid tea. Yeah. If you need an Earl Grey tea, I would recommend this one. I could rank my top five Earl Greys for you. I'm not going to do it right now, though. No, that's not. That's not. That's not for today. Mm -mm. Um, uh, Matt. Yeah. Matt. Me. That's you. Mm -hmm. You're the co-host of the show. I'm the co-host of the show. Together, we are the host of the show. We we spend the show interviewing each other. Yes. Yes. Um. Would. Would you like to tell me, and I guess also the listener, like whatever, what your tea is today? Great. Um, I'm drinking a tea that I only had one shot at because I only had one tea bag of this. One singular bag. And if this was the best tea I ever had, I'd have to go out and buy more. If it was the worst tea I ever had, I wouldn't have to worry about it. But fortunately, I got a tea that it's almost impossible to be bad, I got Earl Grey. What? <laughs> um, I'm drinking a Mod Tea of, of London, a brand we've had on the podcast before, but not their Earl Grey. I believe we had their English breakfast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm having the Ahmad Tea Company's uh, Earl Grey tea. It's a basic okay. Earl Grey. But uh, the description is, a subtle blend of quality tea Scented with the elegant fragrance of bergamot, a favorite English beverage usually served without milk. Really? Without milk. It says it right here on this. Without milk. I feel like Earl Grey is a perfect tea to have milk in. Well, maybe sometimes, but not this one. Um, they told me not to, and I, this is, I told you before we started the podcast that I fucked up my tea, and the way I fucked it up is I put milk in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And um, but luckily, I actually have two. I've, I'm on my. I just poured my second cup. I can. I only. I squeezed two cups out of one bag because I'm a genius. But um, I have a second cup. There's no milk in the second cup, so I'm gonna see how that tastes. Um, can I ask I you a you question? How did you come come by just one 
bag? Was it a sample with some other teas? Did someone on the street just throw it at you? I really hope that's the option. Much like that one time you got free tea from a random booth. Street tea? Street tea. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I got this, if I'm not mistaken, it was part of a gift basket, which had um, some snacks and some other things in it. Um, and there were two teas in it, but two... Uh, two single bags of different teas kind of like when you go into a hotel room and at like the coffee part they're just like two bags of two or three bags of tea in packages yes it was uh, a lot like that um so i have this uh i decided to bust out the earl gray and i was like i only got one of these i can't drink this unless it's on the podcast because otherwise what's the point uh, <laughs> but uh i uh, yeah i could wait no longer i got it i think in around 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 christmas time well, I do think it's funny that we both have Earl Grey teas. Um, yeah, we did it. We managed to do it. Do you have um, ingredi- an ingredients list to compare our two different Earl Greys? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it's just Earl Grey with bergamot. I actually don't. It's not written on here. Okay. Because it's just like the individual packet yeah. you get. Um, but the fact that it says it a subtle blend of quality tea scented with elegant fragrance of bergamot, I, mean, I think it's probably just the two things. Okay. And it's just called Earl Grey, straight up Earl Grey. Wow. No more words. That is quite funny on our parts. Um, Matt is showing me the cover, um, really wanted me to see it. Um, okay, I guess, do you have anything else you want to say before I ask the question? Um, no, I, I think what I'm going to say fits into the question. All right, Matt, <laughs> would you describe this Ahmed tea, Earl Grey, as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea um thanks for asking that question um this is uh this is my cup of tea it's it's nothing special but it's also good it's a good quality tea and if you just wanted to have some earl gray um i'd say this is a this is a top tier um for plain in the plain earl gray category this is uh, this is up up at the top. There's no ad, no extra flavors, uh, but it's a really good one. So yeah, my cup of tea. Wow. Uh, yeah. Two. That's a that's that's a big wow. Um, <laughs> we just here at TBD Podcast want to say we endorse all Earl Greys. I think we're I think we're a pretty uh, Earl Grey friendly podcast. That is for sure. Um. Talk done. Talk completely. Okay. Um, are we gonna check in? Um, we can. I was trying to get you to sing oh, a song. But... We're checking in about past topics on this podcast that you're listening to. It's called TBD, and we're checking in about the past. I have a check in. Okay. For uh, my own topic. <laughs> Um, some time ago, a great long while ago, my topic on this podcast was, um, the TV show Disenchantment. And, uh, that was back when it just had the part one and there have since been three, two more parts. So there's three total parts, but I just finished part three. And I got to say, I, I have a new thought on this show. Tell me. So, so it is, um, it is a show is the same creator is Matt Groening who made the Simpsons and then he made Futurama and then he made Disenchantment. 
uh, and with some other people. I don't want to just say it's only him, but it, it's in the same sort of universe as Futurama and um, shares a lot of the same writers as those like two other shows. And I kind of came to this epiphany. So I just finished the third seasons and the third season came out in uh, just like a couple weeks ago. So I, I hammered right through that. <laughs> um, but I'll say it's a really interesting show if it's it's definitely not as funny as the other two but i think it's really interesting to watch uh because it's like it's so it's in medieval times and it's like but it, it yeah i don't know it has a interesting um mythology and interesting way of showing fantasy and i think it's really neat and i've found that even though sometimes i roll my eyes at the jokes because they're not always the funniest jokes i've heard and a little disappointing in that because i know who's writing them but I mean, it does have some very funny jokes. It just sometimes there's a bit of an eye roller and mixed in, but it has good heart and has good story. And now I'm realizing I mostly like watching it to see what's going to happen. Um, and it's also way more narrative than either The Simpsons or Futurama was. It like tells sort of, you know, a semi-cohesive story where they're moving from plot point to plot point. And uh, I'm actually, I just watched the last episode today and I'm like, man, it, they leave you on such a cliffhanger and I didn't realize it was last episode. And so like, I wasn't like ready for it to be the last. And then Netflix popped up, um, you know, what I should watch next. And I was like, oh no, that means this series is over. <laughs> um, so anyways, that was my check-in. Wow. Well, I'm happy that you re-engaged or were allowed to continue your engagement with a show you enjoy. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because we we talked about it like when it was sort of kind of new. And so now it's it's been out for a while and has like uh, 30, I don't know, it's a 10 episodes a season. So I think there's like 30 episodes now. So when we had first talked about it, I barely knew what I was what it was, although it was a, it was just a, a mini topic, if you will. Mini top. But uh, yeah, it was a mini top. Okay. Uh, I don't. We talked about it with uh, Disenchantment and Trying New Foods with Kim Tyner. Way back in November of 2018. That's when we had that episode. Wow, what a different life we lived. Yeah, there's only one season of uh, Disenchantment. <laughs> um, COVID-19 okay. wasn't even a, a, a blink in our eyes. Uh, nope. Cause that uh, was... Emily, did you have anything you wanted to check in about? I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay, cool. They can check out of the check-in. <laughs> okay, Matt. Um, I do want to tell the listeners that we are doing too many topics today. Yes. Instead of... Oh, there's no guess. You may have... We haven't kept somebody waiting. God, that would be so rude of us. No. Um, although I will say we are a little ahead of schedule from, from how these podcasts normally run. <laughs> we're, we're doing okay. Um, yes. We are doing too many topics. Um... We should really start discussing this beforehand, but um, is it, am I first or are you first? Um, well, I believe I should go first because the last time we did two, I went second. Works so for I me. Think I should go first this time. Matt, now that we've done yeah. the business of a podcast, I would like you to tell me what your topic is for this fine day. Emily, what do you think about guns? Um, I don't. What's the first word that comes to mind when when someone says guns? Um, loud. 
Loud. Loud is the first word. Okay. Scary. What's the second word? Scary. Scary. Okay, scary. We're getting, we're getting, that's, that's more what I was looking for. Because loud is an interesting one. Well, I do think Danger. they I was thinking, are loud. It's true. It's true. That's not like untrue. Um, I've got a, I've got some, I've got a gun for you. That's maybe, it's not as loud as a real gun, nor is it as scary, nor as dangerous. I'm talking about Nerf guns. Okay. I just want to say uh, right here, right now. Those can be scary. Okay. Yeah, sure. They can be a little less. Let, can I? Can we all admit less scary than a real gun? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about Nerf. Hello. Nerf um, guns. N e r f. Little foam bullets. I was. Um, it's kind of a. It's kind of a, a bit of a lost um, thing from my childhood in that I don't still play with them real as much. Uh, like I do with Legos and some other things that people know <laughs> that I still do for my childhood. <laughs> but I used to love playing with Nerf guns, and I owned a ton of them. So for the uninitiated, a Nerf gun is a gun um, that shoots a foam uh, bullet or pellet of some kind, um, sometimes using air, or always using air pressure, but sometimes like differently created air pressure. And... Um, and they don't hurt normally. Sometimes they have little suction cups at the end. That's neat. They can stick on a wall. And um, yeah, they're they're a toy. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, I have a few questions. One, yeah. how long have you had that Nerf gun you just held up? Okay, so I have a Nerf gun on my hand, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little noise for the listener because this Nerf gun makes a noise. Can you hear that? Yes. It's 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 winding up. And you have to hold that, and then it shoots. Whee! And it shoots little pellets, or it shoots little uh, darts. I've, I got this gun, I think, from something I had at work. Um, so this is when I used to go to my office. So this is at least, um, this is probably at least uh, seven years old. <laughs> um, but it's a battery, it's, yeah, it's an oddly battery-operated Nerf gun. But you had, you said you had more questions? Oh, um... That was really my main question. What, where did it come from? Okay, uh, I think I got it from like a um, a Christmas thing at work. I want to say like I don't know. I don't honestly. I know me and a coworker both had them, and we shared an office, and we we just like both had these uh, Nerf guns in our office. We were fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. This I would not have bought a Nerf gun. No, this was this was somehow bestowed upon me. Um. But uh, I, I guess like as a kid, I was never into gun guns and I'm still, I'm, I'm now virulently pretty anti-gun, but um, I don't mind play guns. Um, and uh, I used to play a lot with squirt guns and uh, other sorts of sorts of things. Oh, laser tag. I was big into laser tag, but this is not about any of those things. This is about Nerf. And um, let's see, when I was a kid, I owned uh, a couple of guns, a couple of rifles, I owned a bow and arrow, Ooh. Uh, so it was like a, it was like the tall kind of bow and arrow. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that, but you pulled back like a big plunger thing, and then the the sort of strings of the arrow uh, of the bow pulled the plunger in, and then would shoot these these pretty big Nerf arrows. They were probably like a foot long, and they could go pretty far. And I'd say that was notably an outdoor Nerf gun, where I think most Nerf guns you can sort of play indoors or outdoors. But the bow and arrow is a little too big to try to play inside with. Not that you couldn't try. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you had all these Nerf guns and bow and arrow. What did you do with them? Did you have fake fights with them, or did you just sit around and shoot stuff with them? <laughs> um, I think I was more of a just shoot them for fun kind of person. I would shoot them at toys. Um, I would shoot them... Uh, the arrow, I like to just shoot straight in the sky and watch it land. <laughs> like, that was fun enough for me. <laughs> go out in my backyard and just, like, yeah, point it in the sky and see where it lands, and then go run after it, then, like, go grab it, then shoot it again into the sky. <laughs> Um, well, I don't strike a lot of people necessarily as an outdoor kid. I did like going outside and shooting my Nerf gun around. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing. And then, like, the little guns you could just, like, knock toys over with. Um, or I like the suction cup ones because you could, you could stick them to the wall or you could have, like, a little, um, uh, like, target to shoot it at. Um, and they could stick on that. I, I remember having this one Nerf gun. It might still exist somewhere in some of some of my things but it was called the uh and this is actually always fascinating to me as a toy but it was called the nerf secret shot and it was it looked like a, a pistol gun so like a smaller gun and it would shoot like shoot like a regular gun it only had like the one bullet in the thing like you you stuck the the little foam thing in the front and then once you shot that, there wasn't more. Like the one I'm holding in my hand has like a whole uh, magazine, yeah. if you will, of of things. But um, the the secret shot had just the one thing you could shoot it out and hit somebody. But but Emily, you might be asking why? Well, then why is it called the secret shot? Well, as the commercials showed, <laughs> you could be running around playing Nerf, and then you get caught, you know, and you know you're scared because it's a it's a gun, right? And so you put your hands up and you're like, I'm a, I, I give up. But the secret shot had an extra bullet in the bottom of the handle. <laughs> so when you put your hands up, it would, sh you could shoot out towards the person who had like uh, arrested you, if you will. <laughs> and that was the secret shot. Uh, and the reason that's always fascinated me, and I did own the gun and it was fun, but this idea that you would like put your hands up to a Nerf gun <laughs> is kind of, kind of ridiculous uh, um yeah okay um that is crazy i do like the idea of a secret sh secret shot um but that does bring me to my one problem I, I think i would run up against is i think it's super easy to lose the uh guess for lack of a better word bullets um yeah I don't even did you have trouble keeping better. track of them um I don't know. My mom might disagree, but uh, I don't think so. I think I was generally like, um, I would shoot one and then I would like go get it or whatever. I mean, the one I have now is like, I feel like I just mostly had ones that just had single bullets. So it it was hard to, it was hard to lose them because <laughs> you had to go find it to go play more. Um, I feel like there, there were these ones that like, like the more machine gun looking ones, which I don't, I never really owned any of those. Those might be harder to find all the darts for. Mm -hmm. I think the classic way you used to lose darts maybe was that I would shoot them like behind the television or something like that. So then you'd have to like, like it'd get lost behind there or like under a couch or something. But, um, cause you're running around your house. You're just shooting your darts around. What do you, where do you know they're going to go? You don't. But yeah, behind the TV, that's the hard one. Um, that, that is, I feel like at one point my dad bought a Nerf gun to play with our cats. 
But, like, not to shoot at the cats, but to, like, shoot, like, a ball and have the cats go chasing it in the house. Yeah. Um, but I feel like all the balls got lost. Yeah. And then if you're, like, don't really feel like finding them all at the moment, you just, like, get lazy. And then, or you find, like, a bunch of them and you're, like, you, you forget how many of them you've shot out or whatever. And you're, like, I don't know. I, ca- I picked up five of them. How many can there be? And there was, like, a sixth one somewhere. <laughs> and then the cat chews it up because they don't want to... <laughs> get shot at anymore <laughs> oh the cats like to play and um, again my dad is listen, not I, shooting at the cats uh yeah no i'm listen i'm not i'm not incriminating your dad of anything and I, I think it sounds i think that sounds like fun to me but um it doesn't mean that the cats won't then try to chew that thing up <laughs> oh no they're definitely trying to chew it up yeah um, um uh yeah i i loved i had i owned a bunch nerf guns were so much fun um they're really silly because i feel like almost like they're the silliest of the toy guns in that i mentioned laser tag and 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 water guns but like i feel like when you play with water guns you're often playing like a game where well first of all you get wet so there's that punishment but then also like you're often playing something where you might be like eliminated or something because you've gotten wet and laser tag is like the ultimate equivalent of that where like a, a, a thing will beep if you get shot or whatever you I don't, yeah that kind of stuff whereas like nerf guns like my entire experience of them was just a goof around with them <laughs> like um, even as a kid i did not take them very seriously i i think we have different experiences with water guns or squirt guns because i feel like yeah. i only ever played with them when we were already in the pool uh i would occasionally do that i would i also i i, I definitely did like capture the flag style stuff with water guns or then, like, if you were shot with a water gun, you had to go to the jail. But then how would you know the second time they got shot if there was a new <sighs> Listen, wet it's spot? Listen, it's, it's a little kid code. You have to, like, the honor system a little bit. <sighs> um, I will say I also owned, I used to own those water guns. I owned a lot of water guns, too. That's a, that could be a whole other topic. But um, I'll just fold it in here for a minute where <laughs> I had ones that it sprayed this, like, disappearing ink. So, like, you actually, if you got shot with it, it would, like, color it, but then it would disappear. <laughs> so, if you were running around, you knew if you were freshly shot by this this disappearing ink. Okay, that's actually like kind of cool. Color. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of these gimmicky kid things, they really work on you because they're like, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, uh, one time I had my mom buy me the markers that changed colors that were on, like, an infomercial I saw. Mm-hmm. Like they had a, they were color changing markers, so fun. I think I I think I know what, were they were they were they the ones where you like would color and then you had like a clear yes. thing you could put over it and that would change it. Yes. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> and it would either erase it um, or just like make it a different color so you can put like messages in it. Yeah, and then it's like you'd scribble over it or yeah, whatever. and then you could also you write like a secret it. message on a piece of paper and then someone could go over it with a marker. Yes, 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 yes. And the message um, would appear. Oh yeah, I remember these. I had these as well. <laughs> the power is strong with uh, kids commercials, which I, I'm trying to remember this was. I think I like was watching like Adventure Time or something, um, kind of a little while ago. But I was watching Adventure Time, and you know that's like a legitimate kids show, even though it's good. It's good for adults. And I was like watching kids commercials because and it had been so long and i was like wow these are they do make things look really cool (laughs) um no wonder why i wanted everything (laughs) 
Um, I mean, all the water gun commercials. I feel like they're all the coolest. I don't know. Water guns are rad. Actually, Super Soaker, which was the brand when I was like a, a kid and stuff that I liked. That's actually a, is a Nerf thing now. It wasn't Nerf when I was a kid, but I know it's Nerf now. So, wait, so technically, I could talk about Super Soaker. Nerf has Super Soakers or... The brand Super Soaker, is, you know, they're water guns yeah. or whatever is like the generic term, but the brand name Super Soaker is now a Nerf product. Okay, okay. Uh, so it's like Super Soaker by Nerf or whatever. Um, yeah, I used, to, I used to have a ton of those, but none of them were the Nerf ones. I always had the original Super Soaker ones. Um, and I had one that you could recharge the water instead of like, they, you know, they had like tanks on them or whatever. And you usually had to screw them off, but there was one you could refill by like attaching a, a thing to your hose <laughs> and then like pushing the, the tip of the gun into this little attachment and it would fill up the gun. It was, I thought it was really cool, except no one else had the attachment. So if you went over someone else's house, like the gun was useless. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, anyways, yeah, Nerf guns are fun. Bang, bang, but not really. Pew, 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 pew. I think they're fun. The reason I have this one, I've had this one next to my desk for a while. I, I rediscovered it in my cleaning efforts. And I think having like a, a fun little Nerf gun next to your desk is like a fun idea. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Have you been shooting it at things while you were, you were working? Um, I shoot it sometimes. It's been, it, it, I haven't worn, I haven't used it in a little bit. But yes, I will shoot things in my apartment now. <laughs> Still warming it up. Wee, wee. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm not judging you. I was merely asking if you're shooting things. Like, if you're just sitting beside your desk, you better be shooting things. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I do like just being able to look at it. But yes, I do shoot things as well. Um, it's fun. I don't lose any darts now because now I just, like, run after them after I shoot them. Oh, no, I'm going to lose that forever if I don't find it right now. <laughs> my Roomba is going to suck it up. Actually, I don't know if my Roomba would pick up a, a, a I dart. I think it would be too big. A big. I don't know. I, I, I'm not Unless sure. Unless we have to go under a Roomba. Yeah. The thing can climb, though. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'll have to conduct a test. Please let me know how it goes. I don't think it would um, suck it up. You know, I honestly don't think it would either. But I, I, I could be surprised. I'm not going to completely rule it out. I'll put it that way. Um, anyways, I don't need to talk anymore about Nerf. Nerf is fun. Nerf is Nerf. For fun. Nerf is my cup of kids' toys. <laughs> uh, Emily. Oh, I was going to say topic done. Yes, topic okay. done, topic complete. Um, as the other co-host that I'm not, I'm now going to interview you uh, about another topic, a topic of your choice that I was not made aware of ahead of time. I don't know if we said that yet. but uh, When I asked I mean, you to explain it? the podcast, you literally said, go listen to all the other episodes. So okay. I, we did not explain it. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Um, but we have come to the time of the show where I, I now need to ask you, what is your mini topic? Matt, thank you so much for asking. So I told Matt before we recorded this podcast that I thought he was going to make fun of me and that I thought I would deserve it. Because really my topic today is just another excuse for me to talk about books. Mm. Um, and my topic today... These book clubs. Book clubs. 
Yeah, weird, weird. <laughs> what is weird about it? Um, because we've had the top. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I think it maybe is more specific enough, and that's fine. As long as we don't. As long as we talk exclusively about book clubs for fifteen minutes, I think we're good. Matt, I just want to say no one cares about the rules. I could talk about I could talk about reading as a topic again, and everyone would be like, "Wow." What an interesting topic. I, just, I, I believe I believe what was most interesting to this originally was that you made reading reading one of the biggest topics in the world a mini topic, originally speaking. And um had 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 reading just been a, a big topic, we might have hit some of these things already. I <laughs> but don't it was a mini think topic. that's true, and I'll tell you why. I was not in a book club at the time. And that is why it's sure. my topic today. I'm currently okay. in two book clubs. Plus, wow. this year, I'm me and my other friend are trying to read 52 books this year. And so we're doing a few, like, mini book clubs where it's just the two of us. And then you and I are going to read a book together once you finish the book you're currently reading. Yes, uh, that's true. So it is a new topic Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. also was just just an excuse to talk for me to talk about books. Um, so this year, my one of my goals is to read a lot, and some of the way I'm doing that is being encouraged to read by joining friends and acquaintances on Zoom to discuss books. I'm in one book club that we started at the end of last year to read YA books, which we grew up reading and loved. But then we, I, I don't read them as much anymore because I am no longer a, a YA. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. we, we started by reading um, Clap When You Land and With Fire on High, um, which are both books by this author, author named Elizabeth Acevedo. And her books are so good. Um, but it's just fun because, so one of those books, Clap When You Land, I read last summer. And when I finished it, I was just like, I want to talk about this book with everyone I know. I love this book. This book is amazing. It's stunning. It's maybe one of the, truly maybe one of the best books I've ever read. Um, YA books, adult books. It's like a truly great book. Um, and this book club gave me an excuse to talk about it again. Because... One of the things about reading is that it's a very private act. Like, you can find people that are reading the same book as you or read it a while ago and you can, like, talk about it. But I know for me, I'm not sitting next to someone and reading the same book. Not like with a TV show where you can, like, watch a TV show and talk about it as you go. Yeah, I, um, well, I gotta say that that's at least some of the motivation that I wanted to read uh, said upcoming book with you because uh, I was thinking... Oh. Um, it would, uh, it would motivate me to want to read the book and, um, get, and have someone to talk about it with, because I do feel like sometimes that's, um, honestly, like a down, a downside to me of, of sometimes books is, is like, I'm like, I want, I, 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 I want that ability to talk to somebody about the book yeah. <laughs> and I do like having discussions and I have had other books where like now, uh, cause it's. <laughs> Since uh, you got me back on my Goodreads account, I've found a few books that I've found that either I've read or someone else has read or whatever. And I've since like talked about them with that person. And I'm like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. 
because also like I read a book and then like I might not pick up everything. I mean, it's like when you watch a TV show and someone's like, oh, did you notice this thing? And you're like, oh, I didn't notice that thing. Uh, same thing with books. Like people can be like, oh, did you think this part was whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And you learn more about the thing you already read. Um, just because you read it doesn't mean you know the whole thing, like everything that happened or have properly analyzed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I'm also in this other book club that one of my friends from college invited me to with is a bunch of his friends from high school. Um, and we recently read this book called The Midnight Library, which is a very good book. Um, and our discussion was like very interesting because we like talked about like things I probably wouldn't have thought to talk about. Like you said, like, could the, the protagonist have been a male? She was a female. And like, would the book have worked if it was a male? And like, why is mm -hmm. that so? And like, it led to very interesting conversations about a book I would have just read. And then I'm like, oh, that was a good book. Yeah, and then not been able to think about it again. Um, likewise, um, I'm, I, so I also read Where the Crawdads Sing recently with my friend John O'Kane. Um, and it was just the two of us, but we then we talked about it afterwards. And it was like really fun to talk about this book that felt very, I mean, it was incredibly captivating. And it was like, it really puts you in the story, like, the descriptions of the environment and stuff it like felt like you were there but again when you're reading i mean i'm reading alone in my apartment and so mm. it can sometimes feel a little lonely but to like share in that experience and like having to think like oh that was a really interesting thing that the author did there um and i've been not annotating super a lot as i've been reading these books but like i'll underline a passage and put a star next to it so i'm like oh I want to talk about that book, that line. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of like when we, you and I talked about Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, um, I do yeah. have a tendency to be insecure during talking about books because I think, what do these people think I'm super dumb? But I'm working <laughs> through it. Um, uh, Matt, what, don't worry, Emily, you're not dumb. Matt, what are you going to finish Ender's Game? You know what? Maybe I'll finish it today. I, I have been reading it. Um, I have I have been reading it recently, and I meant to the other day, and then I uh, lost track. Although I got a I've, I got a new bookmark, so now we're good. <laughs> um, um, uh, I'm 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 actually pretty close to the end. I, I maybe only have like another less than less than a quarter of the book left, definitely. So is that? But like I, I picked it up fifty pages recently. Twenty uh, five pages. Maybe maybe a, it's more than that. I mean, the the book is like. I don't know. I don't know what I have, uh, but I'll, uh, do I have it near me? No, it's not near me. Um, but, uh, I'm almost done. I, I should finish it today or maybe tomorrow or something. I will say if I notice I'm within 50 pages of the end of the book, there's no way I'm stopping that book, no matter how late it is. I, you know, I get caught up in doing things, so <laughs> I have uh, all kinds of stuff to do. Matt, for my birthday slash Christmas, bought me a book that he wants us to read together. But I can't read it until he's done with Ender's Game. And he's been reading Ender's Game for seven years. Um, I got it in October. It hasn't been quite as long as it could be. <laughs> um, listen, I took a little bit. I, I, I was reading it pretty hard in the beginning. And I've been reading it pretty consistently the last couple of weeks. But there was like a little break in there where I, I, was, I found myself too busy to read. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, um, it happens. I enjoy the book, too. It's just like... 
yeah, stuff happens. <laughs> I also think with book clubs, there's some, there's like a joy about, I mean, it would be funner in person, but on like to have something to look forward to in these times, like, oh, I get to see Katie and Sally on this day, and we're going to talk about this book. And whether I liked the book or didn't, oh, this is something I want to say. Sometimes I've read terrible books, and I still just wanted to share how bad they were. And so this book we're reading for a book club that Thursday, the day this comes out, I didn't particularly love, but I didn't particularly hate. It was just like, it was fine, but there were parts I liked and didn't like. And I want to talk about the parts I didn't like. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly like uh, the book we're going to read. It's called The Confederacy of Dunces for, <laughs> because we haven't said the title of it. But uh, I, I, it's like a book I've been meaning to finish, but like, or read. I barely started it a couple of different times. Um, but like, it's because I, I feel like I didn't have um, the the then actually the motivation because I was like it was all self motivation. Whereas like now if I if I pair up the book with you, I'm like, well, I've got to uh, be able to talk with Emily about it, so I can't like slack. And that's like an Ender's Game. I've been like able to do that because I'm like, well, I don't have anyone to talk to about this book, so I'm just gonna slack about it. <laughs> so um, you know, if I had a if if I've had the goal. So I'm not, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't want to let someone or some group down in, even though they, nobody would blame me, but I, you might, but, um, nobody would blame me. Uh, I would still feel personally obligated to like keep up with it or whatever, you know? Um, um yeah. I do want to say that I have been reading, so I mean, the, the other book club have been the one with my friend, John O'Kane and his, his friends. Um, I, we're doing, they divide the book up in half, and every two weeks we talk about each half of the book. Um, and I'm reading a book right now, and I probably started reading it a little too early. But I have a week before I have to have the first half finished, and I'm almost there. Like, I will get to the midway point today. Um, yeah. And I'm, it's going to be so hard for me to stop reading, because it is a very good book. And I actually can't wait to talk about it. It's kind of like a random, yeah, weird, weird constraint to it all. But, I think um, if I had planned it better, and I do mean, I just, I always, I never know quite sure how much time I'm going to have to read. Um, yeah. Like last week, I started a book on Sunday, and it took me all week to read because I didn't have any time. Um, but uh, um, if I planned it right, I could like read to the half on the Monday of the book club and then just finish reading it. But... I will say, yeah, that's like my, I, I have like, in my life, I've like sort of fits and starts where I'm able to read or whatever. So like, I do feel like there's parts where I've just like, won't read for like a whole week or whatever. Um, tends to be when I'm trying to put a sketch out <laughs> and I get a little, I feel like I've stretched, I stretch myself a little mentally thin and I need something even, even more relaxing than reading. I need to like completely shut off any <laughs> ability to think. Um, but that can be tricky because like, yeah, then you're trying to plot out a book. Although I will say I'm glad I, I started putting things in calendar, my calendar. I'm using my calendar a lot more lately. So I could be like, you know, read uh, however many chapters of a book. And I literally would put that kind of thing in my calendar now. <laughs> um, I do things like I write practice guitar for one hour and I put that in my, my days. <laughs> oh, um, so to go back to why I think book clubs are so fun. I also just finished this other book this weekend. It's called The Girl He Used to Know. And it was good. But now I have no one to talk to about it with. And there's things I want to talk about it. About. Like, it mm. uses 9-11 as a plot device to, like, further the character's relationship. And that's, like, a pet peeve of mine. 
But then it made the that part of the book very emotional. I teared up a little bit. But then I was like, well, yeah, of course, that's they wanted to use that to make us tear up. Could they have done a different tragedy that wasn't didn't feel so ex exploitative? Because I do think when it is used as a plot device, it can feel very exploitative when 9-11 is used as a plot device. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's the person who wrote it's like personal trauma and they were letting it out there, you know? But this was a romance um, story. Uh, listen, I don't know. I'm just trying to <laughs> come up with something. I also think it's different I mean, if the book yeah. is explicitly about 9-11. Like... Like, I, I would say something as, uh, yeah, go Like, ahead. the book Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which, like, I think there's mixed reviews on it, but that book is explicitly about dealing with 9-11. This book does not even have 9-11 on the back of its cover. It just said a tragedy happens. Maybe they didn't want to put it in there. <laughs> it should, but it just, it, um, it can feel, I don't know. I think, I think there's, like, I mean, this is, I'm going to say my writer brain of stuff and not that I've ever written a novel, but, um, I do think that sometimes like I will, I will think of, um, when I'm trying to write something and I don't want to explicitly talk about it or I don't want to make it like overtly about like a specific thing, you sort of tiptoe around it a little bit. And, and sometimes it can be more artfully done than others. But I mean, I can imagine that maybe they didn't want to be like the 9-11 book or something, <laughs> um, but they still wanted to like address it. I mean, I think the more tactful way of doing it is to, like, make up a new tragedy of some kind. I mean, that sounds sounds uh, dire. But, like, you know, you can have an alternate reality where, like, things are slightly off from, from what actually happened. But I don't even think it needs to be a national tragedy. That's the thing that bothered me about it, is in this book, it just... it it I did think this book was good. I don't want to bash this book. But it, it did <laughs> feel like, oh, and 9-11 happened. Um... And it was so tragic, not like, I don't know. I felt like it could have been yeah. the guy got into a car accident. The guy went missing for some other reason. It didn't have to be that. And that's what bothered mm. me about it. Okay. That's all. Okay. Like it could have been a bank, a bank robbery. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. Interesting, interesting thing to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've had I've I've only had a few book discussions because I've only recently become pers a person who reads, but um, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get more on board with this. I I do like this idea. I mean, everything you're saying. I'm, I mean, I wish I I wish I read more and I wish I had more people to talk to books about. Although I'm discovering I do have more people than I thought I had to talk about books to thanks to Goodreads. <laughs> oh, okay. I also want to bring up Goodreads. Yeah, yeah. Great website. Um, but this goes also goes along with this is that. You know, I recently have gone gone through like my friends and like looked at the books we have in common. I'm like, oh, she read that book too. I should bring that up to her. Um, yeah, that's actually how I did that with Slaughterhouse Five. I found somebody else who had read it, and I was talking to them about it. Um, I think they had read it a while ago. So, it, which can also suck because people forget like them some things. But yeah, yeah, I still did it. It's still, it was still helpful to me. <laughs> um. Yeah. There you go. 15 minutes on just book clubs. We did it. <laughs> um, did you have anything more you need to say? Or is that, um, or are you good? If anybody wants to read a book with me, hit me up. Um, you hit me, you hit, you reverse hit me up when we finish our, when we finish our book, we're going to read. <laughs> you give me another one. <laughs> you give me one and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay.
No, no uh, when I said give me, I don't mean like how I gifted you one. I mean, let me know of one. Well, we, well, we got we to gotta read this Confederacy of Dunces first. Yes, um, and we will very soon. Um, but I'm just letting you know on the record that I'm down to do this uh, in the future again. Okay. In the future, beyond the book we're going to do in the future. Yeah, you got to finish Ender's Game first, which I'm not holding out high hopes for. I told you I would finish it today or tomorrow, and what do I do when I tell you I'm going to do something? Sometimes do it and sometimes sure I, don't. I'm pretty sure I usually do it. Mm, it's like 50-50 when it comes to reading books. When I tell you I'm going to do something, I feel like I, I don't know. Do when it. you were reading the second Harry Potter book, you multiple times were like, I'm going to read this book this week. And then it took you like uh, over a year to read that book. I don't know. There was another time where I was like, I'm going to finish this like within like whatever days. And I did exactly. it. It was like the 50, third or 50-50. I'm gonna finish Ender's Game by tomorrow. You, you have my, you have my, you have my uh, seal of approval or whatever on if this. If you want to talk promise. about that book with anybody, I actually have read that book, but it's one of my brother's favorite books. Um, let, let's chat. I can't chat about it now. I give everything away. Yeah. Um, should I see the movie? Have you has have you or your brother seen the movie? I don't know about my brother. I have not. Um, I have not seen it. Um, I heard it was really bad. It's like Harrison Ford and um, one of the the, the Smith, the the little Smith, <laughs> uh, Will Smith's Jaden? kid. I think, isn't he? In it? I think he's. Or am I thinking of the wrong? Oh, you've literally. I've already movie. stretched my understanding of this movie. Okay, topic done. <laughs> topic complete. Oh, can I say one more thing? Oh, yes. One, what's one nice thing about the two book clubs I'm in is that I'm stretching the books I would normally read. Um, uh, and that's nice to not just, just read the books that I would be attracted to in a bookstore. Topic done. Yeah. I actually... Oh, can, I, yes. can I jump yes. on to that thing you just yes. said? <laughs> I would like it because I would give me something to read because I went to the bookstore. When I bought Ender's Game... When I bought Ender's Game? I, I was like trying to look for books to read at some point and I was like so lost i was like in a bookstore i was looking at some things um i did i ended up buying a book that i looked up on goodreads and i was like oh i guess this will be the next book i read um i haven't read this one at all yet but um i like that's part of the daunting thing to me is like knowing what book to read and i'm like i know i want to read books and then also like you know knowing that there are classic novels but i'm like i don't know that i I don't need to buy something just for the sake of that i kind of want to buy something that's like current and new so that people are reading it right now. You know, it's the hot thing that I can talk to people about. But I was completely lost. But if I had some more direction, I, I could just, I'd be like, if someone told me to buy a book and read a book, I would just do it. I'd be like, great. Thank you for telling me. I do want to <laughs> say know? that this is an absolutely wild thing to me because I've literally never had a problem going into a bookstore and finding at least 10 books I want to buy in that moment. I, I, I think, well, my problem is that I'm new to this. So I'm like really... I'm really, I'm really, I'm still really picky. I don't want to like buy the wrong book and then be like, well, I only read like two books a year. So if I buy the wrong book, I spend half the year reading a book I don't want. I will say that's part of the thrill though. I don't want the thrill. Okay, fine. No thrill for me. No, thank you. (laughs) Okay, topic done. Topic complete. Great. Um, I, yeah. Um, okay. Um, that's that's sort of the end of our podcast though don't nobody fast forward yet we have more things to talk about um emily do you have anything you want to plug 
Um, I actually do. I just gotta. I have it open. I just have to grab it. Um, okay, so um, when I'm not uh, doing book clubs, I'm uh, doing improv a little bit. Um, and uh, my Armory improv team has a show on Monday, um, the eighth at seven. We're called Feb We Just eight? Met. We also have one on the fifteenth. So the 8th and 15th of February, um, go to, uh, my Armory team has a show. If you want to go, either email me or email the Armory to be put on the guest list. Wow. Um, neat. Uh, I saw your last show. I think it was your last show. Yeah, I have not had one since then. Um, I'm realizing that was six days ago. Yeah, it was the only Monday that has passed. Listen, days of the week, they're hard. What can I say? Um, Me, well, thanks for asking, Emily. I have a thing to plug as well. Matt, (laughs) Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? I wasn't really giving you a hard time. Um, I would like to plug my latest sketch. I put out a new sketch uh, today in in Emily and I's time, but um, this past Sunday in your time, everyone. Um, It is called Motivating from home and it's on my youtube channel youtube.com slash matthew aramondo whole name um and yeah check that out i will say listeners last time matt put out a sketch i had not watched it before the recording of the podcast because he did not tell me he had released it and it was like right before we recorded maybe it wasn't right before mm. maybe it wasn't the last time you did this but i think it was my christmas one that you Word. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think in my Christmas one was the one uh, that you're trying to reference. I here. have had time to watch the sketch. And um, I felt so motivated afterwards. Yes, I'm portraying a motivational speaker who is working from home. So there you go. Um, yeah, check that out and uh, subscribe to the channel, please. Um, but that's it for, for that. Um, if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe to that as well. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TBD Podcast, all spelled out. If you want to email us about anything, including uh, permission to see Emily's improv show, you can email tbdpodcast at gmail.com. They might, she'll, she'll hook they you might up. start streaming them in a different way. It's, a very, it's very unclear to me. But for right now, if you want to go on the guest list, you just have to let me know and I'll get you on it. Yeah. Last week I called it will call. This week I'm calling it permission. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's it. We're, we're done, right? Topic or podcast done. Podcast done. Well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Emily and Matt.